You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. We're talking about how we convert primary resources. There's a difference, a big difference between a primary resource and a secondary resource. And you're going to learn that as we go through this series, because understanding that difference makes all the difference in how you see money. You have to get this. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you wealth. No, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. There is a process involved. God created natural processes to meet the needs of his children. And we see this all the time. I hear people say it all the time. He's the God of the supernatural. Yes, I agree with that. He can do supernatural things. But I will tell you this, he doesn't do that nearly as much as he works the natural processes. God is also the God of the natural. I have never seen a person who talks continually about the supernatural and how God works supernaturally with money. I've never seen that person really prosper and enjoy a lot of money. I've never seen that. And it's because of this. The people who have the most money are the people who understand the natural processes by which money works. Now, I'm going to get into details about that. God is the God of the natural order as much as He is the God of the supernatural order. His supernatural interventions on behalf of His people are exceptions, not the rule. Now, I'll just give you a couple of illustrations. Jesus multiplied loaves and fishes twice. That's it. In all of his public ministry, he multiplied loaves and fishes twice. And he did it in wilderness areas where there was no other way to feed the people. So he didn't run around multiplying loaves and fishes all the time. He didn't, for instance, make food for the disciples. There was a time when they were walking through wheat fields on the Sabbath and they were hungry and they grabbed the ears of grain and they rubbed them together in their hands and they ate the grain. And the Pharisees, of course, criticized them for eating on the Sabbath. Why didn't Jesus just make some loaves of bread for them to eat? Because there was food available within their reach. But when he multiplied the loaves and the fishes in the wilderness, there was just a little bit of food, five loaves, two fishes. And so he took that and multiplied it. But had he not done that, the people would have starved. It demanded a miracle. So he didn't do this all the time. God gave the children of Israel manna for about 40 years because they were wandering in a wilderness where no food was available. No food available in the deserts where they wandered. So God had to feed them with manna. Now let me read to you how the manna stopped and why it stopped. Joshua 5, 11 and 12. And they ate the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, 
unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. This is the coming into the land of Canaan after the 40 years of wandering. And so they ate the produce of the land. Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Now, I want to ask you, which was better? Well, a lot of people would say, well, the manna, that was supernatural. That came from him. The, the Israelites didn't think so. They wanted to get away from the manna. The manna was one flavor, and it was designed to be that way. God didn't want to give them a cushy provision in the wilderness. He wanted to cause them to survive because the wilderness was not their end goal. He wanted them in the land of Canaan. Then they can eat all kinds of things when they got to the land of Canaan. The manna was only there for a season. In all of Israel's history, God only did the manna during that particular season, not the rest of the time. So then what is his common way of provision? Natural processes, not supernatural provision. Yes, he can do it when he has to. Those stories are amazing. But most of the time, he's going to bless us, and he's going to bless what we put our hands to. When believers do not understand the working of God's natural laws, they inevitably look for God to work a supernatural act to provide for them. And it's always more exciting to go hear someone talk about one of these amazing miracles. But there's a big difference between a financial miracle and a financial harvest. The financial miracle almost always involves provision from a wealthy benefactor to a needy believer. And I'll say this to you. It is the lowest form of provision. It is not the way that Abraham was blessed. The scripture says about Abraham that he was rich, very rich in cattle and in silver and gold. Abraham was in a position to give to others. The giver is always in the superior position. Now, I remember when Deliva and I were only married a year or so, we moved into a new town to help my uncle pastor a church, and we didn't make very much money. We lived in a government housing project. We didn't have a telephone And the people of the church knew what our financial state was. And the church people would typically go out to a pizza restaurant on Sunday nights after church. I don't think we ever paid for meals there. It seemed to me that there were always people picking up our tab. And Deliva and I dreamed of the day when we could buy dinner for other people. Now, some people don't have that kind of aim. They want to be taken care of the rest of their lives. I hope someone always buys my dinner. That was not the way we thought. We said we are going to be blessed so that we can be the ones who give money to other people. Now, you listen to me carefully. People who have no idea where and how their money is going to come from live on the lowest level of God's provision. People who know how money comes and where it's coming from, and in many cases when it's coming, are the ones who live on the highest level of God's provision, and they're the ones who really make an impact with their giving. 
So you see, this is the reason that Jesus said these words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. What he's saying is the person who is on the giving side is more blessed than the person who's on the receiving side. Your dream ought to be that you can become a giver, not a receiver. You don't want to be a receiver all of your life. You want to be a giver. You want to get to that point so that you can be a blessing. Now, this financial harvest or provision of harvest was something that God set into the earth in the very beginning. Genesis 1, 29. God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. So God said, I am giving you processes in order for your needs to be met. These were ordered by God. Now there was a disruption a couple of thousand years later when the flood of Noah disrupted the earth. But what did God do as soon as the flood was over? Genesis 8, 22. God said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. God wanted Noah and his family to know the same laws that I used to provide for you when I created the earth are going to work again. And God reset them for the new earth. So this is how he provides. He provides through a process. There is a conversion that must take place. We learn how to convert that which is raw into that which is refined. And this is how our needs are met. We'll pick up here tomorrow. Hope to see you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.